0: like in a roller coaster the sharks go down up down and up and ultimately fall down in overtime to the Vancouver connects 5 to 4 we'll break down this game and more right now on Teal Town after dark Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, February 17th, 2022. The Sharks lose 5 to 4 to the Vancouver Canucks. Welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord. And find everything at TealTownUSA.com. Good evening, in stealth mode. Shocking. Uh, joined by Ian Reed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, roller coaster is the right way to describe this game because right. it was just like the first period started. And I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna have one of these games again uh, after the first game. Like, I'm like, I, I think I can't watch another of these games. Like, this is getting stupid. Um, thankfully they they turned it around in the second and then, you know, the roller coaster continues in the third and then we get to overtime and then we got, I mean, there's so many, so many things to talk about.
0: So let's get at it. The Sharks have lost six of their last seven, four in a row. Merkley in to be with Vlasic to start. Uh, You know, you're wondering where the offense is going to come from. Uh, But let's get at it. First period, we saw VL take a, little bit of a high hit from Burroughs that started some little rough stuff and it definitely was a little chippy early on in this game, but I thought it calmed down later on.
1: Yeah, a little bit chippy to start off the game. I mean, um, Vancouver, Vancouver's in a similar situation that we are. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty much on the outside looking in. It's going to take, they had that bump, the, the Bruce Boudreaux bump but that's kind of worn off now and they're still back to being the Vancouver Canucks like I look at this team and I think they're probably selling off pieces at the deadline just much like the Sharks will Um so you know I think it was a little I think they're, they're two teams that are kind of in not really happy with their lot in life especially in Vancouver Vancouver was supposed to be on the on the come up right now and I don't know. I mean, I, they made some really weird moves in the summer that at least I thought they were weird moves. And it was like weird because when the, when the season started, I remember when we were doing all our season previews and stuff, I, I really didn't know what to make of Vancouver because there was just so much
0: turnover there.
1: Um, you know, and, and yet here they are kind of sucking at the bottom.
0: Yeah. They, they did not get off to a good start with, of course, Travis green. Of course, they've gone through a full, you know, front office hall with, rutherford kind of running the show but he has um why can't i think of the new gm's name uh i i know uh emily castengay and Cami Granado are mm-hmm. the assistant gms but uh their new gm uh, yeah I, mind, li- li- I like
1: that too because it's like these are people that have been obviously around the game yep. significantly and i've never understood the fact like i don't remember I've never, I've never looked at a job application. It's like, do you have a penis? Yes or no.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Right. And, and but in hockey, that's a, that's definitely a thing.
0: And, and to get both of them on the side, not to, we'll get to the game in a sec. But to get Cammy Granado, who's played, who has the pedigree and everything, but also you have Emily Castingay who's been on mm-hmm. the agent side. I, I think that's yeah. a great combination for both of them.
1: For sure. Yeah, I, I think. um I, I, right now it seems like agents are kind of like the, the in thing and, and agents have definitely made the jump before right like let's not pretend this is a new trend but it seems like that's the trend lately is a lot of agents are starting to get looks again as far as that goes and I think it's it's definitely they know they know the game uh, they know that you know the player especially the, the contract side of it they know that game they know how to pinch pennies and also extract so it's always interesting when, when agents kind of jump into that uh, into that, into the, those kind of positions. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the what they've done in Vancouver, kind of shaking up the front office and stuff. Obviously, it's got to translate on the ice, though. And again, like this is a team that should have been on the come up. Like, um, I don't know,
0: yeah, but they they seem to get energized uh, from their chippy from their chippy play and and throwing their bodies around early on. Uh, you get Brock Besser getting. The opening goal from Miller and Ekman Larson uh, at 14:54, and then just under three minutes later, uh, Quinn Hughes making his return from coming off a of COVID protocol gets his third. Uh, I mean, the Sharks get outshot 15 to four after that abysmal game on Monday night. Um, yeah, th- be quite honest, and even Randy was irritated. On the call tonight, that's unacceptable. They they cannot have periods like this. They cannot have four periods like this uh, at home. They can't. Yeah, well, ridiculous. I mean, but here's here's the thing,
1: right? So I I, I don't disagree, but I mean it look i mean you look at some of the some of the ice times in the first period and, and like and they finally move things around and it did finally get them going in the second i was really skeptical that the second was going to turn around based on some of the weird line combinations he was throwing out because i'm like oh we're going to just spread our scoring even thinner between guys that can't score and expect better results and like apparently that actually happened but like you know what's really dumb about this team Let's talk about Ryan Merkley in the first period, because Ryan Merkley is a guy I think a lot of us have been clamoring to get in. Right. Because it's like you lose you lose a puck moving defenseman, offensive defenseman and Eric Carlson and you're, you know, and then your response to that is, we'll bring in Jacob and Molosh. And like these guys don't play the same role. Right. Like Ryan Merkley seems like the guy, but he's so. Like, he looked like such a mess in the first period because he knows that if he makes the slightest mistake, it's back to the fucking taxi squad with them for the next four games. Like, it's so stupid how, like, the grit per 60 can be through the roof, but, you know, actual skilled players, no, we can't have that. <laughs> you know, we can't bring up, like, like, at this point, like, the shark season is so fucking over. Like, at this point, you might as well just bring up, like, as many fucking kids as you can. Bring up the Blickfelds, the Leonards. Like, let them fucking play on the third line. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to lose some more games? Big fucking deal. It's better than this fourth line of, of guys that
0: shouldn't even be in the NHL. How Lane Peterson is even playing, let alone being on the second power play unit, again, is another thing that's unacceptable for this squad. You have other guys that are producing way more that have shown a lot more chances. Now, granted, Balser's couldn't play tonight. He was a last yeah. minute scratch, but you're telling me that Lane Peterson is, is the best guy on the second power playing unit. Well, I, I, I think mean, it's, I think again, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause we're going to grit the puck over the line, right? Like it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like some of these lineup decisions don't make sense to me. Like, you went out in overtime I, with Matt Nieto and Noah Gregor. Those are your
0: forwards in overtime. Really? What message is that sending? I I, I don't know. They, I, Bob Wugner's an idiot. Agreed. I mean, you're telling me you're not going to put Hurdle and Barabonov, who had a pair of assists on the power play tonight, not the least of which, spoiler alert, Barabonov with the buzzer beater, I mean, yeah um why wouldn't you put the hot guys out hell well i wh- mean you gotta i mean you gotta spread it out obviously sure. but, but it's but still like
1: no matter what you spread out like you're the combination of noah gregor and matt nieto should not be something where, where you're like going through your rolodex of guys for three on three and going oh shit that looks that sounds great yeah, like yeah, Noah Gregor loses a you know loses an edge and that sucks. That that could happen to anybody. Right. Like I feel bad for him because that could happen to anyone. It does definitely cause the Sharks to take a penalty, which causes the Sharks to have to play you know with against a a, a Vancouver team that obviously gets the extra man out, and they end up not really ever recovering. And that's the nature of the beast in three on three. Um. So I'm like I'm not gonna beat up on Noah Gregor too much there because losing an edge could happen to anyone. Like it's just it's
0: shit luck. Uh, Barabanov lost an edge and it led to to I believe the Canucks' third goal. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of questionable calls uh, going. uh, Yeah, like Anthony Sanchez like
1: saying in chat like Gregor and Nieto have speed. Yes, they have speed, but like are they going to finish? History
0: says no. Again, it's like Tory Mitchell. It's, um, you know, even Matt Nieto when he was coming up here. You know, it, it's, you know, they have a lot of speed, great on that, but you need to have the hands to finish. Yeah. And and, and sooner or later, it comes down to whether or not you're hitting the net.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's the thing, right? Like it's, and I think that's the frustrating thing for for Gregor a little bit more than Nieto. Like, Nieto, we know what Nieto is at this point in his career, right? Like, Noah Gregor, at least, like, it's frustrating because he's often in the right spot. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like he's just not in the right spot and not getting opportunities. It's just the finish hasn't been there. And you, you kind of hope that, you know you get a guy like that and if he finishes once then he starts finishing more often but yeah, it really it just hasn't panned out and i just there's just certain guys where they get a ton of rope and then there's some guys that just can't even get a look and it just i think that's the frustrating especially right now again like this team isn't magically jumping back into the playoff race they're going to talk about playoffs on the broadcast because they want people to still watch They want people to still, you know, they want ideally more than 10,000 people to show up to a game, which is going to get harder and harder to do because we can all see the writing on the wall at this point. Yep. we know where this is going. It's not a matter of them being out of the playoffs. It's how far are they out? Where in the lottery are they going to pick in the draft? That's the questions now. Yeah, I mean. And of course, you know, is, is Hurdle even a shark when this is all said
0: and done? Right. March twenty first is a trade deadline. Uh, you, you have to wonder if your Hurdle's goes. Is there anybody else do, Does somebody want? Maybe like a Nieto, maybe a Cogliano. Uh, do they want a Barabanov? Although I know Trick is, I know Trick earlier says announce the Barabanov resigning. You know. I yeah,
1: I mean. It depends on what they're doing, right? And this is this is the problem, and this is the one thing like we don't know what they're gonna do. Like, is it is this a tear it to the bolts, teardown of this team? I don't think so. I that's what they probably should do. They should basically move anything that's not bolted down for futures at this point. But are they gonna do that? I'm not sold. I, I think, and I don't think like. And and Barabanov's a guy I think you can bring back for for a decent amount of money too. And I don't think that should be overstated, right? Like I don't think like he's gonna he's gonna get some money definitely on this next deal. But it's not gonna be big money. Like it's probably gonna be a for value, it'll probably be a decently valued contract, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And look it no matter how to the bolts you tear it down, like you still need guys around in the meantime. Yeah. You still got to, you still got to sell tickets and, and, you know, want people to watch. And that's, and that's, that'll be the thing because that's why I don't think the sharks are going to do it. one. There's contracts that they're just not going to be able to move. And, and two, I don't think they have the stomach for it,
0: but they should. And knowing that they do have a plethora of forwards that are going to come into the system, and for the love of God, don't ruin their development. Uh, that show a lot of potential. Uh, and, and in the chat right now, the chat's going off about you know, do you look at Burns to get moved? Even though that's a you know, you saw a trade, and this is a horrible comparison, but of the but with uh, Toffoli having multiple years left. On his well, deal, I mean, with, he has what this year and next? Yeah, but and Burns has what at That's least significantly th- like, but th- it's kind
1: of an apples and oranges comparison though, because Tyler Toffoli, it's it's this year and next
0: year. Brent Burns, it's until it's a eight million dollar ticket until he's forty. And do, and you would have to think that the Sharks would give some retention. In that oh, form, probably.
1: I I to, still think to
0: make something happen. I don't
1: like know that. how much you'd have to retain on Burns though. Like, I think if you dangled Burns on the trade market, I think a lot of teams would call. I know there are people that are very very sour on Burns right now, but I think a lot of teams would call if you if you dangled Brent Burns on the trade market. And I don't think you have to overly grease the wheels to get him out of town. I think a lot of GMs would call on Brent Burns.
0: Agreed. I mean, and. A lot of people talking about Bugner and knowing that maybe and I've seen it in the chat in here already, Paul Maurice is out there. I'm not sure if Paul Maurice is wanting to coach because he, he just resigned from the Winnipeg Jets. You know, I I, I don't even ago. like
1: I'm not worried about the coaching because at this point it's like I ask the question I always ask when coaching comes up. and I'm not a big Bob Bugner guy, right? But like you can do what Detroit's done and keep you know jeff Blashell. jeff blashel is going to get fired as soon as that team is remotely good right and it's improving already yep but you know how many coaches does doug wilson get to fire that's the thing i always go
0: back to right and we wonder you know we wonder what's next for dw as he's uh recovering from you know, uh, a health issue. We wish him the best on that one. Um, so, as much as as the sharks were down, and mm-hmm. as much as I was pissed off about that first period, about Be how awful. you don't show up, uh, they they bounce back in the second period. There, you get Couture with a lucky bounce It goes off of Tyler Myers' stick to make it a, a a three or excuse me a two one game. Uh, if my math is correct, it was the first. Goal for the Sharks at home in 123 minutes. Going back to Jake uh, to uh, Magna's goal in the first period against Tampa Bay uh, back on January 22nd. Um, Sad, you know. Uh, I mean, nice play. Glad it went off. Couture needed that one. The Sharks needed that one. Uh, so, you know, you get something from Nieto and Gregor, but uh, and then, it in this was another thing that pisses me off you know so petterson kind of runs into reimer malash gets mad as we as they always do oh why i ought to give us a cross check that was so blatant i can't believe fucking Hedekin tried to sell
1: that like that was so fucking blatant like i could not believe Hedekin on the broadcast trying to sell it. like oh well he has to fucking cross check him like that you know in front of the referee a foot away from james reimer like yeah he bumped into him but like That was such a stupid, blatant... Like, you're fucking malosh, man. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt on that call. You're not Brent Burns. You're not a veteran. Like, refs are always going to fucking throw the low-tiered guy in the box for a blatant cross-check across
0: the back. Like, it was such a stupid penalty to take. To which I see in the third period where Tyler Myers kind of shoves... Timo Myers goes off balance. He runs into... Thatcher Demko, and then of course, literally, and it's on our on our Twitter feed. Meyer mm-hmm. literally looks at the Myers literally looks at the referee as he's cross checking Meyer on the ice. Puck is nowhere to be found, so it's mm-hmm. not like he's it's underneath him. And who gets the call? It's Timo Meyer. It's practically the same nuance, yeah. And the sharks get both calls. I I don't get the inconsistency here. Granted it's the NHL, it's the referees. Of course there's inconsistency, but when well, you have yeah, something that happens similar. Yeah. And but the, the thing is is that you see that and you you're, you're going to go off. And that that just is absolutely bull kabuki in my mind i mean how how did you see the same thing happens literally the cross check happens you call it one play in the in the second period and you call it a different way in the third period give me a freaking break yeah guy, right. it's it's interesting and and i usually and you know me i usually don't you know call out questionable calls on the refs but to have that similarity is just frustrating um Getting back to the second, Lamico uh, gets a tip off of a Burrows shot to make it 3-1 Vancouver. Um, you know Veal and ekman Larson don't like each other, so they trade in roughing calls. Uh, Besser then takes a tripping call a couple minutes later, setting up Timo Myers first goal. Yeah, a lot of a lot of dumb penalties from the fourth line tonight, but at least like Jeffrey VL,
1: like he's the one like if you're going to, you have to look at Bob Wugner is going to dress one knuckle dragger. And I'm fine with it being VL because generally speaking, Jeffrey VL will generally take someone with him. And usually because it's Jeffrey VL and I look at I like Jeffrey VL. Like, I, I understand, like, you know, hockey skill wise, it's not really much there. He's a, he's a knuckle dragger guy. But generally, the trade-offs that you get with Jeffrey Vial, like, he usually takes someone like, you're like, you will always take the guy that Vial goes to the box with as a Sharks fan, in my opinion,
0: most of the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed completely. Uh, have one of their big defensemen. Uh, go go to the box. That that also it's a helpful thing to keep him out. And eventually, you know that penalty would end four seconds after uh, the Sharks would have a power play from from Besser. Meyer gets one uh, from a nice feed from a Hurdle from behind the net and Bear Bonoff to cut it to three two. Uh, and then right after that, Couture goes off for interference. I I, I thought OEL. Dove on this one, the, the yeah, that little embellishment. That was a dive, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was absolutely a two, dive. Two weeks ago, we're calling that in overtime, but I digress. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, Miller gets a, I mean, obvious stripping call as he yeah. takes out Gajovic. But you know, kudos to the Sharks on on this part. They outshoot Vancouver fifteen to five. Nice response back. They didn't get the lead, but they would have gotten it. You know, the within the first minute of the third. So. And that was Meyer and Hurdle and Barabanov again uh, to tie it up at 3-3. But a uh, nice bounce back after a horrendous first period.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt a lot better about the game at that point than, than I did after the first. After the first, I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I can, like, I can't do another show like we did last time. Like, it's okay to pop off once in a while, but, like, we can't just... I can't just come on and just swear for forty-five minutes.
0: True, but at the same time, that was. (sighs) I mean, that that first was bad, but yeah. But
1: I mean, if 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 I'm like if I'm sitting here, like it's
0: one thirty now, so it means I've been
1: awake for going on twenty-one hours at this point. Like, if if this game ends the same way the last game ended, like I'm seriously questioning life choices at this point.
0: So you and me have both been up at least. Let's see. I've been up for the last, yeah, eighteen hours. So I'm 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 right near you, bud. We'll, we'll we're gonna power through this, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like
1: I, I'd start. I'd be seriously questioning life choices at this. Point. I'm like, what what are we even doing? Like this
0: team doesn't deserve us. Fuck it. Like. <sighs> um <sighs> So so they tie it up. I thought they kept getting some chances left and right. I thought they kinda dominated the third period a little bit until Connor Garland finds a a loose puck, goes roofside at, on a uh, on a downed uh, James Reimer to make it four three. Yeah that if this is the goal I'm thinking, like there's
1: there's a couple of goals. Like the first two I didn't really mind. Like that was just there's not much Reimer could do and at this point you're just like, can you guys like just Play for James Reimer, please. Like, if you're not gonna do anything else, not even for your own pride at this point, like, just play for fucking James Reimer, who's done everything he's can to to keep you in games. And then, you know, he gets a couple of crappy goals against in the, you know, in the first. And then, but I thought as the game went on, there's a couple goals I really didn't like. I didn't like the one that went glove high, like that one. You have to make that stop. Uh, and this one, this one sucks because. If this is the goal I'm thinking of, and again I've been awake for 21 hours, so you have to bear with me here. (laughs) If if this is the one where James Reimer is kind of swimming and no one knows where the puck is, Mm -hmm. like how does how do the Sharks always end up outmanned down low in the blue paint like that? They're always outmanned there, and I don't understand. This was such a good defensive team, and like yeah, okay, Reimer loses track of the puck and that sucks, but like no one bails him out. You gotta give him the support. Failed. Them out a hundred million times this right. season. You'd think that you know, ideally someone could turn. Nope, they get out, man. They get outnumbered in the fucking blue paint and, and the puck. You know, the puck goes in the net.
0: Yeah, that that's frustrating uh, to see that to make it four three and and then the Sharks had a tough time just getting Reimer out for the extra attacker, but then uh, Alexander Barabanov. I mean, that was such a such a crazy shot. It was, short yeah. side, uh, like 0. 0.6 seconds left. I mean, I was like, oh, crap. And then I saw the green light go on the, in the back, not red. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, late. I
1: know. I was I was nervous that we were going to that we were going to like it was going to be like, oh, oh, but no, because you're the sharks. Sorry. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought Demko was pretty good tonight, but that goal was brutal. That's one that he would like to have back. Oh yeah, like that's one anyone would like. Just the way the positioning on it, like I think you know, it was like, oh, I'm, you know, we're done. <laughs> oh, nope, we're not. Yeah, and I don't know how I don't know how he's not hugging that post, uh, based on where
0: Verbanov was.
1: But hey, he didn't, and the Sharks scored, and we got overtime out of it. So who am I to complain?
0: Yeah, and then in overtime, uh, on a delayed penalty call, JT Miller practically had the half the Sharks' defensive zone wide open, takes a shot, and, uh, you know, I think that's when Reimer would like to have back in that one.
1: Yeah, a, a comedy of errors. Yeah. I mean, really, there's no better way to put it. It was a comedy of errors, right? Um, again, I said, that, you know, I, I kind of broke this down earlier. Noah Greger, um blows a tire behind the Vancouver Canucks net shitty it happens i mean i'm not gonna get too angry about it it's ice it's slippery (laughs) like guys blow tires all the time it was just the worst possible time you could um and then obviously the sharks are trying to get back to play defense um take a penalty because of course they did like of course what do you what what else are you going to do at that point, though, right? Like, it's it's overtime. So, you're either going to take the penalty or you're going to give them a goal. Well, I mean, they took the penalty and they got a goal anyway. But at that point, like, that's one of those penalties where you're fine. It's it's a defensive zone penalty in overtime where you're outmanned. Like, you're going to do something stupid, right? And you just right. kind of hope that you can hold on and get the face off, win the face off, and, and kill the penalty and, you know, get it to a shootout or whatever. But unfortunately for the sharks they never really recovered uh noah gregor blows a tire and they they just never recover
0: yeah and so they lose this one five to four in overtime uh again kudos for them getting a point out of you know after 20 minutes looked like they didn't even deserve to have a point uh so they get one uh for those on team playoffs you're not you're not liking this you're at 49 points now you, you you sit three behind Vancouver. Uh, let alone, I, I believe it's like six behind the wild card right now. Yeah,
1: like, I mean they're 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 so fucked. <laughs> I mean there's just no other way around it, right? Let me bring this up. I want to. Yeah,
0: it. I mean the Sharks are at forty nine points with forty eight games in. Uh, Vancouver's played fifty and has fifty two. Winnipeg has fifty two and has played forty eight, so they're on the same par. Dallas still has a game in hand on the Sharks, and they're at 54. Uh, LA and Anaheim are battling up for that final playoff spot uh, at 55. So the Sharks sit six points out right now. Uh, yeah, I mean this, it's it's six points, but
1: six points doesn't seem like a lot. But when you look at how like the teams you're going to have to climb over. Um, you know, a 2-4 four, and 4 like a team that's gone 2-4 four, and 4 in the last 10.
0: That's rough.
1: Like yeah, I mean like like there's nothing like don't get me wrong, like I there's there's things I liked about the Sharks game tonight, but let's not pretend like this is still Vancouver. This is a team that's going to be, you know, it's not a question of of which of these teams is going to make the playoffs. It's which of these teams is going to finish lower in the standings. Right. Right. Like the sharks, they're all, they're all, I mean, they're all out of everything in my opinion, but like at this point, you're all out of moral victories. Like, I don't, I'm not angry at this game as much as I probably would have been had it ended in regulation. But like, I'm not happy with this either. Like, there's a lot of really dumb, frustrating things going on with this team right now. And it's not going to get any better.
0: No. I mean, kudos for them. They scored two power play goals tonight. Uh, good for them that they scored four goals, you know, overall. I mean, to break a 123-minute 123 123 home goalless drought, yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. Shouldn't be happening. Uh so get, getting four, Might let's mean, what do you goal, expect, but get to you, overtime.
1: When you won't dress, like, you won't play an optimal lineup. Like, here's the thing. Like, you look at, like, you want to look at, you want to talk, like, copycat league and stuff, right? Like, look at Tampa's fourth line. T- like, two guys on Tampa's fourth line, like, they're not grinders. They're not tough guys. It's Boris Kachuk and Tyler Radish. Like, these guys, like, I'm not... Like, obviously, like, their games haven't fully translated to the pro game. But these are skill guys. And they're on the fourth line. They're not dressing a fourth line of just, you know, dumb, dumb, and dumber. With all due respect to Jeffrey VL, cause I, I actually like Vial, But, like... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it's, it, it's not like it's not Pedersen, Gadgevich and and, that, and that's, and that's the part that frustrates me is because like this team, if you didn't dress, if you dressed your, your current third line as your fourth line and brought up some of the kids from the CUDA, and again, does it win them? Does it win them many more games? I don't know. Would they might be a little more fun to watch? Possible. Yeah. I mean, Right? Wh- like, where's... you make your current fourth line and then bring up, like, just bring up some more kids. I mean, again, at this point, what do you have to lose? Nothing. Exactly. But, I mean, no, we got to dress, you know, we our grit per 60 has to be off the chart.
0: Okay, then. Well, I thought we liked Weatherby's grit. Where? Why is he not in the lineup? You know, where is John Leonard? You know, where is he? Yeah, I,
1: again, and I'm not saying, like, and I haven't watched a ton of CUDA games, so I don't know how their games are going, but what do you have to lose at this point? Right. Right? Like, what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. You, you, especially for some guys who are like, you know, like a Joachim Blickfeld, who is a, definitely in a shit-or-get-off-the-pot situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of them are. And... Um especially with all the the talent that's in juniors in college right now that that's coming there's a lot of them that need to show up right now yeah i mean we remember when we were pumping up you know Chekovich and and Shalevsky? i mean i haven't heard a, a whole lot from Shalovsky at all i know Chekovich is Chekovic back in the khl back Russia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but
1: um i think shemlevsky's been hurt i i think um but again i it's kevin Lacey question here here's the thing too right and it's like i don't know and again the frustrating thing for for me is it's like i don't have i wish i had more answers the problem is i have no idea what this team thinks it is or what this team's going to do we probably won't know until the trade deadline like and we need if, to even if this team trades hurdle like i you would think at that point you're signifying a rebuild but is it what if they extend them? Then are they coming back to win next year? Like, I don't know. Um, And I just like, again, it's like, which coach would you bring in? I, I don't know, man. Like, again, I, I thinking bigger at this point, like I'm not a big Bob Bugner guy, but if the, like, I would take a wrecking ball to this front office. There's some, there's some guys in the front office that I like, but like, I think that this team is. I would take a wrecking ball to it, honestly. Like, I feel like there's. I don't want to say nepotism because I know. Why, although you could argue nepotism, although I think Doug Wilson Jr. Like, I look at his. The way he's done things since he's, stepped into his role, and I I do like it, but I feel like you know there's a lot of guys, in this organization now that are just like they're all. There's too many former sharks in this organization, and and that might make people sound like, oh, well, that's a really dumb thing to say. No, but like, I just, I just sometimes I feel like there's too much of an old boys club in this organization. Yeah, where guys time. like, you know, like Roy Sommer's needs to get a pick on, right? And I feel like, but like, like look at the look at the development team now. Look at, they're going to get some reinforcements next year, and they might actually be pretty good. But like overall, like I just feel like there's too much loyalty to guys that have been around too long, and I just feel like until I don't know how much changes if you don't change the front office
0: that's that's the big key, and you'd be cleaning out big time because you know you you have Richie Marchmont, uh N- Nabby in there, um. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there there's there's a lot of, you know, yeah. And again, former like, sharks I want to. I, I,
1: I just, I just wonder if like, and again, I don't want to pick on anyone because, again, I haven't really watched the of this year, so I don't want to. I don't want to get on Nabaka for whatever work he has or hasn't done with the with the goalies there or anything. But I just like I always wonder if like if when the Sharks are hiring people, are they hiring the best person for the job or the best former Shark for the job? And, and it's not, and, the, and the sharks aren't alone in that either. Like I think there's, there's some organizations that are just rife with this kind of shit. Yeah, they're like, not the only the one. Flyers that are are really bad for this too. And look where they are.
0: Yeah, and you know Bobby Clark calling out Ron Hextall not too long ago about how how did you drafted Nolan Patrick over Kale McCarr and look where they're at. Um, and poor Nolan Patrick. Uh, after the other night against Colorado. Yeah. Um, like,
1: I just think, I just, I look at this, like, I don't know. I just, I just wonder if like, if, if the, if they're really getting the best guy, like if I was hustle Plattner, my solution, maybe I don't take a wrecking ball to it right now, but I would bring in someone that's parallel to Doug Wilson that has no ties to the organization, at least parallel to kind of be like, to give his assessment of what's what and then maybe you make changes that way like i just i just think there, someone needs to to shake this thing up and get a better look at it
0: and just see you know with fresh eyes yeah. more than anything fresh eyes on that one so uh sharks lose this one five to four over the vancouver connects in overtime uh their next game is sunday against Jack Eichel in the Vegas Golden Knights Oh it's the Vegas game Get your hand cream ready
1: kiddos It's uh, time for a good game 7 wank Oh my god uh, Oh you know what's coming
0: uh, Yeah That's great Remember when the Sharks were good Wank 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 Well I mean those, those players
1: Goudreau, That
0: guy <laughs> who won two cups After he left Logan Couture when he was good. So comments in the locker room. Um, <laughs> Timo Meyer saying, not enough shots on net. We get too picky or we're not getting in front of the net. We have to fight for second chances. Well, at least you understand it. Now go freaking do it. Timo I mean, was awesome tonight. You know, Timo was good. I mean, we worked. I, I, will, I will not...
1: I will not stand for chemo besmirchment
0: (laughs) we worked on the power play in practice i thought that gave us some confidence today we take a lot of pride in it and we got success tonight well that's good you take a lot of pride in it where was that few weeks ago i mean come on like really get it get get your consistency together in that um we have to get wins uh, we have to start now or else if it's going to be a long season, there's no it's, time to It's a long season. It's already a long season. Yeah. Uh, hurdle saying not a great start, but second and third, we played good. We still need to be better five on five because lately we aren't scoring goals today. Special teams was good. Helped us get a point. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, credit to,
1: I mean, the power play has been so putrid. Uh, it was nice to see that get going
0: tonight for sure. Uh, Plus positive power play positive tonight. Yeah, let's sure. let's hope that can continue, you know, with power play goals against Vegas. Oh, <gasps> oh, oh, God. Memories. Yeah,
1: God. No, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so we got that as, <laughs> as <laughs> you, you started it, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but we know it's coming. Uh, as for the Barracuda. Where's the intro here? Barracuda would, would you believe it or not, the Barracuda won last night? I mean They, I, th- I, they beat the every... Sandy Gulls five to one. Well there you go. who's uh, scored? Uh I'm pulling that up as we speak here. Uh they ended their five game losing streak <laughs> because that's how bad it was for the Oh, i'm sorry i take that back i kidding they lost five to one to the san diego goals oh that uh, bounce, that bounce, uh, Jok- right. yeah that sounds a little bit better yolken and blickfeld uh with the only goal in this one i'm surprised daniel regan didn't have like a freaking hat trick on that um boy you know the eyes are really playing something on me at, at 10:57 p.m at night um so they're on a six game losing streak they had to uh Texas to take on the uh, Stars affiliate this weekend uh, Let's hope that there's no cold um, Weather like there was Last time when they headed to uh, to uh, Texas uh, to begin Their season so Barracuda are at 14 26 and 1
1: <laughs> Jesus The future is bright kids the future is bright yeah. I, I, I joke but I mean I, I, This is going to be a better Team next year for sure Um yeah. I mean, the only they need defense, right? The the one thing that where they've really suffered this year, and I think is it needs to be stated, is that like this team, like we've taken all their defense, right? They've, right. they've got they've got guys that are on like ATOs, like amateur tryouts to like fill bodies on their blue line because the Sharks have pillaged their blue line, which was mediocre to start. Um, and which I think, you know, um, that hurts, obviously like that doesn't help your goaltending. I don't think their goaltending has been particularly good, but when you have guys on ATOs making up most of your blue line, it's probably going to happen. And it's just one of those things, right? Where there's like, you know, if, if, if we're sharks fans. We know how this goes. A couple of, you know, shitty goals to start a game.
0: Hmm. Hi, Martin Jones. Uh, <laughs> You know, and the games on that, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So, yeah, the Barracuda will play this weekend in Texas to take on the Texas Stars. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if they can get things going for them. But speaking of teams that are playing also in San Jose, uh, you have them opening up that brand new building uh, at Sharks Ice next season. Uh, Of course, you have San Jose State Hockey. Shout out Spartans. Go. Go Spartans there, uh, but on the cusp of last night and and Canada just uh, you know had the probably the most dominating three two victory uh, I've ever seen in a hockey game. Um, do you, would you like to see the momentum for women's pro hockey come up around? I know the PHF is kind of more so in the east. Uh, you know, clustered in like New York and New England, and I know the Toronto Six, and I think they're getting an expansion team in Montreal, uh, and of course there's the PHWPA. Um, mm-hmm. but you think you, you think it could work out here in Northern California if they ever were to go, you know, full continental on that? I don't know the
1: um, I I don't know the financials, right? And I think that's the that's the thing, right? Because travels pain in the ass like it's i i don't know like i i don't know enough about it to tell you like how do they get around is it a bus league is it a you know is it a are they flying coach with every you know like with everyone else are they are they busing like i don't know how they get around
0: yeah and, and that's that's the curious point point. and i hope i know they've gotten a lot of capital put into the league uh for this season and even more so for next season in the phf Mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah i uh, just, I, don't, I just I don't know about, for...
1: um, enough about it like I don't yeah. know how what the i don't know what they do for expenses or how they get around and stuff and i should- i wish I did know i wish I had more time like I said like this year I thought I was gonna watch a lot more hockey than I have, and
0: I just darn work gets in the way,
1: yeah know. Working, you know trying to not be awake for twenty hours at a time twenty one hours at a time and um you know, I'm trying to make sure that I have like a good balance of like, you know, <laughs> like I have kids that like to do stuff with me too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I think like obviously, like if you, you looked at like some, like at least the the, the Canada U.S. games and even some of the other games um, that I that I caught bits and pieces of were pretty good, right? Like, obviously, like I know there's always the big hoopla about Canada and the U.S. being. So dominant compared to the rest of the field, but they're getting even, better. Some of the other games, like, obviously, like, were you know, it wasn't Canada just beating up on another team, like, um, I can't remember which what it was. I think it was I'm trying to remember what game it was, but it was, it was fine, right? Like, I don't know, I, I, I think it's great. Like, I think, um, like, I mean, the Canada US game was the best hockey both of that them i watch there like of the men. i I haven't really watched a lot of the men's game because i don't really care without the nhlers they're like i know some people are like oh man you know no this is the way it should be man for the amateurs yeah you know the amateur leagues the liga the shl the khl amateurs all of them of course you know none of those guys are making a living playing hockey <laughs> like
0: fuck off <laughs> no, it's right a, yeah it's...
1: but but yeah, so I mean, but I I don't know, man. Like I, th- I thought that game, uh, th- and I I kind of watched it like I watched on replay, um, and yeah, I mean it was like that's that was some good hockey. Um, so I, I I you know I I like the you know I like uh, my like my daughter watches that right, and she thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Like <laughs> I I think it's great for the game, and I that's wish awesome. the women's game would grow. More um, and, and do better. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I I wish I could do more personally to support it, but I just, there's finite hours in the day. Yeah,
0: I, I hope that, it, I mean, it should be a slow process. Let's not get too crazy. We saw what happened, like, with Roller Hockey International and how it expanded so quickly and then kind of fell apart. The same thing can be said for arena football. Uh, I just hope that, you know, it can... Eventually expand, it may not expand here. Although on the poll question, you know, would you support a women's pro hockey team in Northern California? Sixty-eight percent of you who took part in the poll said yes. Uh, I know there are some um, negative comments coming in the chat right now, but uh, you know, I'd be I'd be curious, even if they were just a tour like the PHWPA has been doing. Mm. I think that'd be that'd be nice to see as well so
1: yeah like i i mean i i wish i'd like i'd like to see that the the women's game grow and i think that's why you have to have it at the olympics because i think if you pull it out of the olympics then even you know like and it and it's never gonna happen like let's let's be clear here like they're
0: never pulling women's hockey out of the olympics but if they did
1: that would be such a mistake
0: yeah big big time so uh yeah so thank you for participating in the poll uh, to answer your, to update Ian's uh hair follicles uh martin jones is at an 898 safe percentage uh he's six nine and two with 18 games played so he's gonna hit that that 20 game mark uh but unless he has like four or five shutouts i i think you're safe my friend
1: unless he gets traded i mean <laughs> could right like I don't I don't know what team's gonna look at his history and be like I don't know well maybe maybe I mean Martin Jones Martin Jones can turn it on the playoffs we've seen it so I I'd be curious if some team knocks on Philly's door that needs an insurance policy maybe Mm -hmm. but like I don't know other than that though like that's still a slim chance so I think he could get traded to like a, a decent team and you know managed to notch at the bed but i think the the you're right like the the numbers he would have to put up to get that save percentage up to 9.15 now would be pretty herculean at this point
0: yeah Uh, so uh thank you i'm glad you have your hair still so yeah
1: getting ridiculous actually
0: (laughs) so with that we will get out of here because it's time for us to go to bed in case you missed anything uh, you can catch Teal Town USA everywhere on your favorite podcatcher, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Of course, hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel, please. It It is uh, very helpful for us to get into the algorithm. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Uh, with that, Ian, Sunday, 5 p.m. <laughs> Vegas comes to town, um, and Rymer will be in net. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Uh, like I said, give me some hope. Cream at the
1: ready. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have a game seven wank. Oh there you go. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it'll be an interesting game. Like those games always are. I'm actually, I'm kind of. It's gonna be
0: interesting because there's no Ryan Reeves. Right? There's no Ryan Reeves to deal with it. Granted, there's no Evander Kane. Yeah, that's true. Who freaking scored tonight for Edmonton uh, in their dominating win over the Ducks. I mean, I kind of I I kind of
1: want the Sharks to win. I mean, I always want the Sharks to beat Vegas, but I kind of want them to win just so like, because I know Jack Eichel's back and I think Jack Eichel's great. Like Jack Eichel's really, 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 really good. But I would love to just watch like Vegas fans freak out. Be like, oh my God, we traded for this guy and Mark Stone's on the IR to circumvent the cap. And of course. this guy can't even score. Like, I, I, I kind of want to watch that just to get the popcorn ready and just watch them implode. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this game. I always look forward to these games. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a different dynamic without Ryan Reeves because I think that the Sharks... It's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Sharks play them now because they're not, like, that element of their game. They don't really have that anymore. Like, they don't really have a guy that you're going to chase around. Maybe Marcia so a little bit. But, like, you know what I mean? We, we've seen a lot of games where with the Sharks where Ryan Reeves really managed to just pull it off the rails. Big time. Um, and... I'm just worried that the Sharks are going to, like, you know they're gonna like be like oh no gotta pull ryan Merkley back out gotta put some more knuckle dragging in because it's vegas and we're gonna
0: beat them up magna be ready (laughs) yeah uh that is a technologist takeover uh so you'll get a true i get a night off holy shit I know right you uh, kudos to you Ian for six six straight shows <laughs> you're starting to turn into me my friend <laughs> I know uh, but uh appreciate it as always you can find them at Ian Vlogs Hockey you can find me at Puck Guy 14 uh again the Pucknologists take over uh Teal Ten After Dark following Sharks in Vegas that's a 5 p.m. start on Sunday uh so be there for that give the guys the support as always uh Ian, last thoughts? Um
1: Yeah, I mean when the sharks do bad it's bad. Uh when the sharks do good, it's good. Uh and they did both tonight. And they did both tonight. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did both. And um yeah, I'm gonna go on the IR and circumvent the cap next. That's my that's my goal.
0: All right. Cool. We can finally get Brody on the on the uh payroll now. <laughs> I'm going on the IR don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll get out of here. We'll see you Sunday night following Sharks in Vegas for Pechnologist's Takeover of After Dark. And until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal, all Ian, baby. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Sunday night. Good night. (laughs)